The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hey, Degens, it is Thursday, August 31st. Panther's going to talk college football today. I'm Mad Max. Join me, the one and only Sex Panther. Panther, I, you know, I figured today's the day I'm going to put you to the test and test your college football knowledge. Uh, don't put me too much to the test because I really only pay attention to, like, the big teams, the main teams, the top 25 teams, and sometimes uh, the mid-majors if it, there's some names that I know. but. Um, yeah, I, college football's here. Started last week. We got a couple games I want to talk about today, and then um, we'll talk about more college football tomorrow. But you know, before <clears throat> before we get started on that, you're going to blindside me with something. I'm gonna, I'm not really going to blindside you. I just always go on my little Panther rant. And here's my Panther rant: When there's a victory lap, I take it. I will take a victory lap. But when I trip at the starting line. And then I crawl on bloody knees and then just basically tap out and never get to the finish line. I'll admit that too. And fucking zero and five yesterday, man. Nothing went right yesterday. It was a bloodbath. It, it was a dog day. Like early on, we saw it was a dog day, and we're like, man, you know, fucking angels putting up ten runs and didn't see that fucking coming. Uh, White Sox beating the fucking O's by five runs, didn't see that coming. Um, who, who, I mean, uh, let's see, and I the Reds, it, uh, fucking yeah. Reds won. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, so I mean, there was just a lot of dog plays yesterday that you know uh, paid off, and um, yeah, I, it's one of those days. Oh yeah, even the Mets won. Even the Mets beat the Reds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a weird day yesterday, but yeah, you, you know, yeah, you, you admit to those, and and you kind of you know brush yourself off, and you. Try to go at it again. Not a lot of baseball to bet on today, and that's why I wanted to bring up some college football, man. Because uh, you know, I don't, I don't know college football at all. I mean, over the years, you know, like I, uh, you know, I, I've listened to you. Like I know that you're passionate about it. It's hard. Like I mentioned it to, it to, it to everyone before. It's like it's hard for me to be in this area and root for college football. You know, like I'm, I'm like, there's no teams like really, around. and there's a lot of Notre Dame fans in New Jersey. I'd say, like, a good chunk of Notre Dame fans in New Jersey, and I just laugh at that. <laughs> you know, it's just like, all right, because you're Irish. Okay, cool. So you, you root, for the, root for the Irish. Um, but, you know, there's not, like, you know, there's not a team. And, and then I didn't go to a college that had a football team. In fact, they did have a football team in my college. And then I think by my sophomore year, they cut the football team from the college. <laughs> so I just you know I like football I just can't get into college football just because I can't have a rooting interest and I think the same is pretty much college basketball as well right 
for a while, I uh, like in the late nineties, I followed uh, the the for, uh, Wake Forest, right, the Demon Deacons, because. I loved Randolph Childress and Tim Duncan. You know, I played like uh, the the video games, the college basketball video games, and I always used to use Wake Forest, and I just I ended up you know, following them because of uh, Childress and Duncan. And then I was like, ah oh, man, Tim Duncan's gonna be a Celtic. And then, yeah, San Antonio decided <laughs> to fucking tank and and get him. Now they get one Uh Long story short, is I'm I'm really I've got no knowledge of college football, so. I'm going to ask you just a couple of questions, maybe just as a primer coming into the season. I guess the first one is, you know, I know you're a Notre Dame fan. Uh, what are your expectations of the Irish this year? I think we got high expectations. Um, you know, we, we, we've got a returning defense from last year. We got the transfer from Wake Forest, Sam Hartman, who came in and his first game through four touchdowns against, you know, Navy doesn't get the elite athletes, but if there's one thing about a Navy team, they're disciplined. Um, so when you can put up 42 points against a disciplined Navy defense, that's a good showing. Um, you know, there's, as Irish fans, we always have high expectations. We always think we're, we're in it. I'm kind of a realist, but I really think this year, the fourth game, uh, September 23rd, we take on Ohio State at South Bend, and that's the game. If if we can win that game, then I think there's a shot. Clemson this is not the Clemson that you know they've had over the years, and USC is going to be a tough one because Caleb Williams, their Heisman Trophy quarterback, I mean, he, the dude's the real deal. I mean, this dude is the real deal. He's a gunslinger, so USC so – there's three big games that Notre Dame has to win, but I don't think, you know, when you look at these teams, Alabama's breaking in a new quarterback, Ohio State's breaking in a new quarterback, um, Penn State's breaking in a new quarterback. Like, all these teams are breaking in new quarterbacks that I, I think there's a relatively even playing field, and the Irish, they don't get the recruits that these other teams get, but we're banging on the door. This team has been for the last decade banging on the door of being one of the elites. They just can't get over that hump. Oh, by the way, Georgia. I ignore Georgia. Uh, they're also breaking in a new quarterback because Stetson Bennett had been there for like 17 years. I think he was born um, the quarterback there is like a second grader. I'm not sure, but he's in the NFL. He's a, he's a Ram now. So uh, the answer to your question is I have high expectations, but realistically, I won't be stunned if they finish like 10 and two and make like a new year's day bowl. Yeah. I was surprised. You know, you got Matt Stafford as your quarterback and you draft a quarterback that you went to high school with, you know, this is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to be, gonna be best friends. Uh, rivalry wise. I mean, I guess, I guess, would you put Ohio state as the top rival for Notre Dame? I know for a while you mentioned USC, USC was a thorn in, in Notre Dame's side. Right. I mean, but Top rival would be OSU? OSU is not really considered a rival. This is something that they do. Uh, Notre Dame has uh, built-in non-conference. So this is the crazy thing about Notre Dame. They are contractually obligated to five ACC games per year. They're a member of the ACC in every sport but football, where they maintain their independence. So five of their games are ACC. Three other games are considered quote-unquote rivalry games that they do every single year navy usc and stanford and they alternate us usc and stanford uh in the middle of the year and the end of the year so we have 
I think USC is end of the year, so we'll have Stanford in the middle of the year. They always end with one of the California teams as the last game of the season, one of the little quirks in their scheduling. After that, they pick up teams, and they always go for a marquee series. They'll do a home-and-home. They did a home-and-home with Wisconsin. They're doing a home-and-home with Ohio State. Played Ohio State last year. I believe we've got a home-and-home with Texas coming up in the future. Um, So they they do these home-and-home things with marquee, and then they go out and get shit games like this weekend's opponent, uh, Tennessee Tech, which floors me that we're even going down the one double-A spectrum because I hate that. There's 130 fucking schools don't play one double-A. Anyway, to answer your question, no. Ohio State is not considered a rivalry. Uh, We did have a rivalry back in the day, which I still consider a rival, and I think even ex-Chris and Nardog and those guys up in the state that shall be named, not named, uh, we, I hate, I hate the Maize and Blue. I hate them, but I want to play them. Like, to me, that is our rivalry. And to a lot of Notre Dame fans, that is our rivalry. We want to play the Wolverines because it is such, I don't think the, the teams feel that way, but the fans do. We don't like each other. I also recall some uh, issues with Boston College back in the day, if I recall. My, my, my memory is hazy. Boston College, uh, Notre Dame, not not friendly either. Well, that's because we don't like losing to Boston College. <laughs> you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's another Catholic team, and we're we're supposed to be the superior Catholic team. And you know, there for a while we had trouble with Boston College, and we even had some trouble with with Stanford. We won't have any trouble with Stanford anymore. They're garbage. But um, yeah, Boston College has given us fits in the past. Uh, you mentioned the big names that I know of, right? Uh, the Alabamas, the Georgia, the Clemsons. I don't think you mentioned LSU, but maybe that was just because fuck Brian Kelly. Um, and, and of course, the M words as well. Um, now, out of all of those teams, I mean, you mentioned a bunch of them are breaking in new quarterbacks. Who's it looking like is going to be at the finish line? It looks like it's going to be the same old, same old. I think when you're when you're talking about the final four, the playoffs, you're going to start with Alabama and Georgia. It's it's they are the bread and butter of college football. If you want to, you know, you want to be the man, you got to beat the man, as Ric Flair always said. And Georgia and Alabama are the fucking man. Ohio State and the Wolverines are knocking on the door, but the Big Ten since these playoffs have been in the inception of the playoffs, the big 10 representative is one in seven in the playoff game. So much like Notre Dame banging on the door, but not quite there. It's the, it just seems like it's the sec and everybody else. LSU's there. Um, USC. They're going to talk about USC. And if USC is going to make any noise this year needs to be the, the, the year because the following year they join the sec which I think is an absolute mistake on their part. They'll never make the playoffs once they get to the SEC. Uh, but I, listen, I think there's – and then Clemson. I mean, there's, there's good 10, 12 schools that could really make some noise this year. Yeah, and then there's always teams that are – like good, but never like great. I mean, there's, there's the TCUs out there. There's uh, the North Carolinas, right. Um, Oregon's, you know, yeah. Texas A&M. Uh, I mean, even I, I you know, uh, 
every so often you, you get like the upstarts like uh, Coastal Carolina. I mentioned to you that my niece actually goes to Coastal Carolina and that, that they made some noise. Is there maybe a, a surprise team or an upstart team or like one of those lesser teams that could I, not make the, the, the four, but, you know, make some noise and, and kind of uh, scare some teams? Is there anyone in the top 25 or maybe on the outskirts of the top 25 that you got your eyes on? Uh, you know, one team that kind of says, okay, so here's the thing. They're in the top 25, but, and they've been in the Pac-12 now for a few years, but I still consider the Utah Utes like one of the mid-majors. They are in the, the Pac-12, and they've won the Pac-12, but nobody ever really talks about them because they're out on the West Coast, And but th- this is a really good team. Um, we're going to talk about them because they do play tonight. We're going to talk about that game against the Florida Gators. Uh, so that's a team I would keep an eye on. <clears throat> These teams that you're mentioning, you really don't know until the season starts. Boise State's been one of them. T- TCU, you know, before they joined uh, the Big 12. Um, Coastal Carolina was one. Central Florida, uh, another team that we're going to talk about. They play uh, tonight as well. Um, they're, they're another one. Central Florida, if you're, well, you won't remember, but they were uh, it was about five or six years ago. It was like pre-COVID. They went undefeated. They went to their bowl game, a New Year's Day bowl game, and beat an SEC school to go undefeated. They started chanting, we want Alabama, we want Alabama. Uh, and they started doing this like little championship parade because they didn't get their chance. Um, so that's another team that is, you know, right there. They're head coached by uh, Gus Melzon, who was with Arkansas and um, Auburn, won a national title at Auburn. So, uh Great coach, great team, and um, yeah, so there, there's a few of those teams. Central Florida is probably the first one that comes to mind, but after that, I, I just kind of have to wait and see how the season plays out because, like, Cincinnati is going to take a, a dive. They've lost their coach. Luke Fickle's gone. They've probably lost some of their recruits because of that, so there, there's some teams that we've been accustomed to being there. There was a lot of changeover in this offseason with coaches and transfers and things like that. So kind of hard to predict the mid-majors that can make some noise. Central Florida is probably the one I would put at the top of that list. All right, last question, and then we'll take the break, and then you can cover those games you mentioned in the second half. Going through this list, Georgia plus 240, Alabama plus 600, Ohio State plus 800, M-Words plus 850, LSU plus 1,200, USC plus 2,000, Clemson plus 1,800, Florida plus 2,500, Penn State plus 2,000, Texas plus 2,500, gets to your Notre Dame Fighting Irish plus 3,000. Which bet you making there? Man, how do you bet against Georgia? I think if there's a chance to beat Georgia, it is this year. They'll be breaking in a new quarterback, as I mentioned. Alabama, they they never rebuild. They just reload. They get get talent. Basically, Nick Saban um, and Kirby over at Georgia, they get whoever they want, and then everybody else picks from the leftovers. So it's really hard to bait against those two. I think if you wanted to take a flyer on a value pick, Look, I like Lincoln Riley over at USC. I like Caleb Williams over at USC. It's a very beatable conference. They should have a pretty smooth sailing to get to the playoffs. I mean, the only real big tough test for them is probably Utah. So from a value perspective, I might look at USC. 
but you're talking national title to win it all. I'm probably not looking much further than Georgia and Alabama. All right. Yeah. I was looking at this list too. And, and that USC one was the one that jumped out to me. I'm a, you know, I'm, I don't know much about college football. I do believe that uh, uh, Reggie Bush still owes them a Heisman trophy to return that. <laughs> I do believe that that's the case. Uh, he played for USC and uh, <laughs> that's the extent of my knowledge right there. But no, I, I've heard a lot of uh, good things about USC and that the plus 2000, that seems like a sweet spot. Um, yeah. Again, I had um, uh what one of my wife's uh, uh, cousins, yeah, one of my wife's cousins uh, went to Georgia, so like I had to hear about Georgia for a while. Uh, I have, uh, you know, one of my coworker sons played uh, college basketball at Alabama, so I've had to hear about Alabama for a while. I know quite well about the M words and the Ohio states from you. Hate LSU just because I'm, I'm simpatico to you and. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want to see that guy with the fake Southern accent win win anything. So to me, yeah, two, plus 2,000 USC might be the play. All right, we're going to take a quick break. After that, Panthers got more college football because he's got two games. Two games I think he's going to talk about. Stay tuned. Guess who's back? Back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right, DJ's Proud to say that we're once again being brought to you by my bookie. But just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love. I still use my bookie to this date, and you should too. Why? Because March is about to get crazy. Insane. Maybe even a little mad. If you're still on the hunt for a sportsbook to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to 25,000 big ones, or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of their generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS, that's D-E-G-E-N-S, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, Anywhere, use the promo code DGENS to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. We are back, possibly never left. I think I was right. You got two? I got two. It's all you. All right. Um, we're going to start with Kent State at uh, Central Florida Golden Knights. As I mentioned, Central Florida, kind of the, the little darling of the mid-majors, going against a Kent State team that's breaking in a new coach there. Former head coach went to Colorado to be with Deion Sanders. Their new head coach came over from the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Uh, going against a Central Florida team that does have uh, Gus Melzon and you know Graham Mertz. Graham Mertz came to Central Florida uh, from the University of Wisconsin. Now, I don't know that that really moves the dial because the guy threw for 38 touchdowns in three seasons as a starting quarterback for the Wisconsin Badgers. But, you know, in the Central Florida offense that Gus Belzon trots out there, he might be able to put up some big numbers. I just think the 35-and-a-half, 36-and-a-half in some spots is way too many points. I'm jumping on Kent State, one of your mid-majors, Max, with those points for 10 bucks. All right. What's the other game you got today? Well, we can't. I got to talk about the big games and the big game of the night is the Florida Gators at the Utah Utes. 
every time I say the word you, it's like you start thinking about you know Herman Munster and Vinny and uh, my cousin. Oh, Vinny, my cousin uh, Vinny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you say Utes? You Utes? What did you say? Yeah, the two Utes. <laughs> the two Utes. Uh, it's, fun, it's, fun, it's funny. It's funny because I I don't have a Jersey accent, but every time I watch that movie, I can feel my Jersey accent emerging. <laughs> It's, it's bloody. My cousin Vinny is one of the greatest films ever created. Uh, you know, Florida is good. Okay, so here's the thing about Florida. They only won one true road game last year. They did beat these same Utah Utes last year in the swamp. First game of the season. They'll return the favor this year in Salt Lake City. But Utah has won 14 straight at home, 25 of their last 26 at home. I'm sorry, I screwed up what I was talking about, Graham Mertz. Graham Mertz is not with Central Florida. He is with Florida. He's with the Florida Gators. Um, so you combine the fact that I'm not in love with Graham Mertz as the starting quarterback and the fact that they struggle on the road, I'm all over Utah now. I will give this a little pause, and if any of my uh, college football DJs are paying attention, a couple days ago, this line was Utah minus 6.5. It's now Utah minus 4.5. That's a huge swing for a big game. I got to figure out what's going on. If there's an injury or the sharps or something, that's a big line movement. But I'm not persuaded. I'm still on Utah minus the four and a half for 10 bucks. All right. Brings us to baseball now, Sex Panther. Uh, Not a lot of games. Only four games on the board today, actually. And only three of them have lines. Uh, we have to be in agreement here. If not, you got to throw in your college football plays in there. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd feel okay with that if, if if we don't agree. I do maybe two out of three. I don't know if we'll get all three. Where are we starting at? I'm betting all three, and you're betting all three. So let's see if we can get some agreement. Agreement didn't go well yesterday. New York is at Detroit. Uh, Clark Schmidt taking the mound for the Yankees. Going against Matt Manning and Detroit. I got to be honest, I don't like the, Yan- the Yankees. I haven't liked them at all. This isn't a personal thing. I don't like this team. But Detroit at home with Manning on the mound and catching a plus line, I can't ignore the Tigers here. I got to jump on the Tigers for 10 bucks. Okay, well, we got our first one. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Ex Chris is going to be either happy or crying. Either way, no, he, he likes he, – he, you know, he, I think he takes enjoyment when I bet the Tigers. He's just thrilled when I take the Tigers and they win. And I think it's going to be one of those days. Okay, so this line is dropping right now, but we can still get plus 110 at the sportsbook. That shall not be named. Too much value. $10 bet on the Tigers. All right, next game up. Miami is at Washington. And uh, you know, Miami on the road catching a pretty healthy uh, chalky line. I saw minus 160 with Braxton Garrett on the mound going against Joan, Joanne. Where the fuck names our kid Joanne? It's J-O-A-N. Even with a Jersey accent. What do you come up with there, Max? Is that Joan Adon? Jo- Juan. I don't know what the fuck. Juan? Juan? <laughs> I, I'm just going to go with Adon is on the mound. You know, Adon's stats are kind of curious to me. He's got a grossly inflated ERA, but his whip is really low sub one on his whip he doesn't walk a lot of guys and he doesn't um you know give up a ton of hits just apparently the hits that he does give up leave the yard i'm gonna guess that's what's going on here but washington at home plus 140 
I mean, I'm not betting the fish minus 160. Fuck the fish. Give me the Washington Generals or whatever their name is for 10 bucks. Yeah, uh, Don, he does not give up a ton of home runs. He had the unfortunate uh, experience of going against the Phillies not too long ago, uh, ended up giving up like six earned runs in that one, and that kind of uh, impacted him. But other than that, he's been fairly solid, coming off possibly his best start against the Miami Marlins, where he went six innings and gave up zero earned runs. Uh Three strikeouts and uh, only three hits in that one. And I see more of the same here today. Panther, we are two for two, hand-in-hand, betting the fucking Washington Nationals. $10 bet on the Nats. All right, last game up. This could go either way. The Atlanta Braves are on the road taking on the L.A. Dodgers. Maybe a National League Championship Series preview. Spencer Strider taking the mound, going against the new reinvigorated Lance Lynn. Uh, Listen. You guys know how I feel about Spencer Strider. It's really impossible to fade Strider and this Braves, particularly with a very nice minus 135. That's value. But I am loath to know that the Dodgers at home with the plus line, I can argue value there. This is a coin flip, but I cannot under any circumstances fade Spencer Strider. I'll eat that little bitty chalk and put 10 bucks on the Braves. There's pitchers that just go out and win games. And Spencer Strider is a guy that goes out there and wins games. I've been saying it all year. I said it before the season started. I've been saying it since last season ended. The Atlanta Braves are the best team in baseball. And at the end of this season, in October, we might see these two teams matching up. And in the end, I could see the Atlanta Braves coming out of this. Now, you're right. Dodgers at home with a plus line. Hard to ignore. But I'm looking at the other side of it. Spencer Strider minus 134. You ain't fucking getting that ever. Hand in hand, three in a row. That's our DJ parlay. It's going to pay us plus nine, uh, plus 797. $10 bet on the Braves. God, we are jumping off the cliff together. All right. Any final thoughts before I take us home? That's it. Thanks for the college football primer. I'm sure that some of our listeners uh, probably appreciated that as well. Um, you know, listen, I'll, I'll keep listening to you. I'll be tailing some of your bets, and hopefully, we can make some money in college football. But with that, take us home, Panther. All right. I'm sure some of you degenerates maybe want to know. Zebra and I have no intention of doing any college football, so your college football fix will be the best I can do on Thursday and Friday mornings. But uh, otherwise, I'll try and do some you know, Twitter slash X, whatever, and post some stuff in the asylum. If you're not in the asylum, it's where you need to be anyway. The guys are already making college football plays. They're making baseball plays. They're making soccer plays. All kinds of shit going on in there. Come in and join us. Call us out by name. We'll holler right back. But most importantly, let us know what you did yesterday, hopefully better than us, and what you're doing today when it's all said and done, kids. It's all make some money, fools. This show is sports entertainment. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. In short, don't be stupid. Gamble responsibly. We will not be held responsible. Peace. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.